and welcome to Living the Blues. And we're here at the Ichabod Fluellen Studios in East Cleveland Public Library at 14101 Euclid Avenue in East Cleveland, Ohio. And here with uh, E.B. Smith and the E.B. Smith Project. And our guest today is Danielle Nikki Dixon. <laughs> yep, you got it. She is a poet, and I just learned, uh, artist. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a listener of the blues, which we like. We love that. <laughs> and jazz, you know. So, uh, Nikki, tell us a little bit about uh, your life and how you got started with in the arts. Because I understand you went to the uh, was it School of Arts. Yeah, Cleveland School of Arts. Cleveland yep. School of Arts, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, I started off um, drawing and painting at an early age. Uh, since I was an only child, my mother tried to keep me busy. <laughs> so we always had crayons. You know, that was back in the day when, you know, you get the crayon 64 pack with the sharpener. Oh, you was you was in business back then. <laughs> and uh, so uh, my mom wanted to get me into the School of the Arts because uh, I think it, it started in 1981. Right. Right. But we weren't able to get in that first year. And um, so some years went by and she had to fight to get me in there. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was definitely the best place for me to develop the uh, the visual arts. Because right. I didn't develop uh, a singing voice or the writing until much later. Um, just got into the writing a couple of years ago. When you say the visual arts, what do you do? You do abstractions? What do you do? Portrait, well, how, how do you, what do you do? Well, I specialize in uh, burning portraits in the wood. Okay. Okay. So okay. it's a different spin on, on portraits, you know, because mm -hmm. um, there's a different mentality that you have to take when you're doing someone's portrait because people want to see themselves in a certain way. So you kind of have to dig into them psychologically mm -hmm. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. to really effectively draw their portrait the way they're going to like it. And I got bored with it. So I decided to try to burn it in the wood to put a different spin on it. Okay. So, I mean, because everybody wants the artist to see them like they see them. Right. But the artist is looking at something different. You right. know, you're listening to voice in their head. You know, it's interpreting what they get, what their hands or their eyes or whatever is getting ready to do. Yeah. Or uh, the tongue. That's, that's the the voice is doing that. It ain't you. It's the voice. Right. And most people are not aware of that. But so, how do you? When you say you're burning it into wood, what kind of wood do you work with? Uh, Hard usually, wood, um, soft wood. What is it? It's a softer wood. I think it's. Um, I didn't pay attention to what kind they are because oh. usually I buy them the wood pieces already put together because I'm not good at. Yeah. That. yeah okay. um, but I think it's like a, a pine or it's a softer okay. yeah, softer so. wood because the harder woods are hard to burn into mm -hmm. and uh, try to get some nice pieces that don't have a lot of uh, lines or veins in them because mm -hmm. those are hard to burn into as well. Mm -hmm. So have, have you have you had an art show around? Have you done a show? Well, show? years ago I used to put pieces into the Spaces Gallery, you know, when they would do their yearly um, mm -hmm. uh uh, fundraiser where artists from anywhere could put into the show mm -hmm. but i haven't recently because um i've been kind of splitting my time between writing and and of course work mm -hmm. sure <laughs> the I daily the I daily government you. grind you know but mm -hmm. um but i haven't recently but i have been working on a series of paintings lately 
Yeah. Uh, so hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be show ready with that. Yeah. When you say a series of paintings, now is that is is are you referring to the ones where you burned it into the wood as your painting, or is this something different? Oh, that would be something different. I recently got reconnected with oil paint, okay. and um. Okay. Because it's been about 20 years since I've done an oil painting before mm-hmm. last year when I got the the fire for it again. So mm-hmm. I've been playing around with some abstract stuff. And so hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have enough to put a show together. Okay. Okay. When you, so how many pieces do you look at when you're trying to put a show together? I, it, you know, it depends on the space and depends on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually aim to have... Um, like about eight to ten pieces, okay. but okay. it depends on the size of them also, okay. Okay. Um, and what the thing is that's going on. So okay, okay. So how long when you were in art school did you were you burning portraits into wood then, or that started after? Or were you doing all in? Uh, back then, I was doing uh, charcoal drawings, oil paints. Okay, uh, I didn't get into burning them into wood until. Early 2000s. And so when, how long is it, when did you start doing your uh, writing for your poetry? I didn't uh, start taking writing seriously until about, you know what, I think it was like 2013. Okay. When you say seriously, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> off and on over the years, uh-huh. um, I've played around with writing because as a creative person, sometimes an idea doesn't want to be expressed visually. Right. So sometimes I had to grow some different skills to get an idea out. Okay. And um, so I started with the poetry like around 2012, 2013, Mm -hmm. because I realized I wanted to write a novel. But I think too much and I needed to narrow my ideas down Okay. so that okay. I could actually get them out because I'll think the novel in my head and never get it on paper. Okay. Okay. When you say you think too much, what do you mean? I, it, that, that brings me to something because uh, a classmate of yours had brought a poem to me and he asked me to listen to it. So I listened to it and I told him, I said, one of the things I said, listen to the voice in your head let it guide you don't overthink it mm-hmm. you know what i mean you you you're trying to put too much intellect you know you're trying to outthink the what's in your head that's mm-hmm. that's the controlling factor is the voice that's talking to you about what you're trying to create and that's what you go with so that that what you brought just then about overthinking it yep. that that's just key that's key to any art form you know music you know, you can overthink it. Yep. You know, you're trying to put too much perfection into something that actually is coming from somewhere else. Yep. Yep. You know, and that was that was one of the things I was listening to. Uh, you know, that, that's just some some artists do. I think young artists, because I did it myself. You know, you're trying to you're trying to merge these ideas and experiences from outside mm-hmm. with this voice in your head that you can't. You know, you got to let that work itself. Yep. Through. Yep, and I've I've had to learn over the years to to ride the wave of whatever it is that inspired me to do something and right. to get into the energy of it. Right. Be, instead of operate from my head cuz you know, when I'm feeling vulnerable, I operate from my head. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and right. then, you know, but being creative is all about being vulnerable. Yeah. So, you know, I got to I had to learn how to get into the energy of the thing and get out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you're trying to 
if you if you're overthinking it, you're trying to figure out how folk from who's listening to you mm-hmm. is, you know, you're thinking too much about them when you ain't you ain't even got to think about them. You know what I mean? You ain't even got to think about folks who hear this or see this or think about, you know, you ain't got to think if you're a sculpture or a painter, you ain't got to think about that. What you got to do is think about the creative, not even think about it. You just got to feel the creativity right. and listen to the voice in your head as you do what you're doing. Yep. Know? Yep. Because if I start thinking about what other people are going to think oh, about yeah. it yeah. and That's start it. listening too much to them, that was my problem in college was um, I did not really enjoy being an art student. I went to Kent State. I, I finished, you know, got a the degree, but I didn't enjoy being there. I had an attitude the whole time because I found that in, instructors yeah. and teachers are always trying to say, well, if you improve this and worked on that and, and did it like this instead of like that, and then you try to fix it to what you think they're going to give you a good grade for and then they're like well it doesn't it's not congruent it doesn't really work together it's like you had two different thought processes here all in one thing and then i'm like you know what they're running me around in circles (laughs) right that's right that's right because that that's that's not the creative voice right you know that's that's somebody that's giving you some technical kinds of you know you put you cross your t you dot your i that's not necessarily making the connection with what's happening inside of you because that's a whole bunch of experiences and that kind of thing. We're here at WEBS in the Ichabod Fruellen studio. This is E.B. Smith project. And we're here at 140 101 Euclid Avenue in the East Cleveland Public Library. We'll be back with you in just a few seconds.